Jada, you start. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Nerd Night. Woot woot! It's so nice to be back here once again with my fellow nerd, Cole. Say hi, Cole. Yes, hello. Back for part three of shenaniganry, buffoonery, tomfoolery. All of it. Yes. All of it. And for part three, Jada, what is the topics? What are we doing today? Yeah, I mean, part one was anime, part two is video games, and now we got part three, which is movies. Yes. This is going to be the movie that didn't get us into it, but just like in anime and video games, it furthered us along through the dark path of nerdiness. Yes, these movies are definitely going to be ones that center around fantasy ideas, nerdy ideas. And so we want to put a big spoiler warning for I'm going to be discussing Hellboy. Mm -hmm. I will be throwing in Hellboy 2 as well, probably. So spoilers for both of those. Yep, yep, yep. And Jada is going to be talking about legend. Yes, not to be confused by I am legend. With, with Will, Will Smith. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> not that one. Also, that was a good movie, but not that one. Yes. So spoiler warning for both of those. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are ready, let's get going. Starts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Nerd Night. Welcome back, friends. As you heard in the intro, we are going to be discussing our last segment of the Our First series, Mm -hmm. that being Our First Movies. What, what? Yes. So we've been going back and forth starting it. But before then, anything new, Jada? Last time we talked, you were having some K-dramas recommended to you and all of that. So is there anything new and nerdy in your life? Um, Still as of right now, no. I mean, I tried watching some, but I just, I don't got the time to. So, you know, I've just been scrolling through the clock app and uh, trying to keep up with little series here and there, but nothing. Nothing too crazy, not reading or watching anything, just chilling. And mine's the same. I'm still playing Tales of Arise. Mm-hmm. I'm still watching Rising of Short Sort uh Shield Hero. Right. Sorry. <laughs> and but now I'm on like episode 10. Okay. So I've made it farther. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I started last time. So I'm giving the mic to Jada. She can go for it. Here we go. So this movie, um, it's called Legend. And it was made in 1985. 80s movies. Love them. My mom is like the queen of showing me all her favorite 80s movies. But this one, however, she did not show me. Um, This one I found by myself. I don't know if you guys know uh, this app called Tubi that uh, back then used to have all like the old 
vintage movies on and that's where I found most of the movies that my parents like to watch on there I think that's what it still is or it's like a streaming platform yeah. now still it's Let me not it. yeah it's not like as prominent as like Hulu Netflix, Netflix stuff like that that, Crunchyroll. Like, Crunchyroll, <laughs> that like keeps up with like all the best movies but you know it it has kind of it takes the back burner and it takes all the old and like weird movies that people don't watch and it's on there. And I used to go on there all the time. So that's how I found this movie. And I was about like 14 when I started watching it. Um, it was really good. I, I love this movie so much. And it's, it's a weird premise, but you gotta like kind of stay with me through this. Okay. Like just hear me out and understand it's a good movie. And for further clarification, Tubi is still a thing. Mm -hmm. It is a streaming platform for movies and TV shows. That's pretty much it. It's no longer just older movies. Mm -hmm. It's just a basic streaming platform. Yeah, it definitely grew with the time. So I don't know if you'll be able to find this movie on here, but I do know it's on uh, YouTube if you want to rent it and go through a little... For free, I assume probably <laughs> i mean it's from like what 86 yeah so it's probably you could just pop in and watch it go through a little acid trip watching that movie and then you uh, know come back <laughs> and that's it it's both the intense plot of the movie mm-hmm. and then also the lack of plot in the movie it's both best of both worlds so we follow uh we got three big characters um we got our two protagonists and our big bad antagonist and the unicorn and unicorn (laughs) (laughs) so we follow the story of lily she's a princess from a kingdom that we do not know of (laughs) (laughs) again the lack of plot lack of plot (laughs) So she likes to visit the village at her kingdom and she loves to go to this specific house because it's right on the edge of this forest. So she goes to this house, she says hi to the the woman there, she takes a cookie and then she goes into the forest. And in that forest, we see um, Jack, who is played by young Tom Cruise, um, who I, to this day, I do not know who he is or why he's in the woods, or why he has elf and fairy friends. I don't know. I don't ask me. I don't know. (laughs) Is it like a elf the movie with Will Ferrell situation where just he like maybe grew up in the woods and these were like his family or? I mean, just think about like Tarzan, but in a fantasy world. Like, he's just chilling in the woods. But he knows he's human. Yeah. He doesn't think he's a fairy. Yeah, he doesn't think it. He knows he's human. He knows he can't do most things. But he's just, I want to say, let's just say he's the protector of it. You know, he goes around making sure everyone's okay. And then, you know, every once in a while, he got this cute princess that shows up. So while they're hanging out, he wants to do something he wants to do something for her you know that's his girl he wants to just show her something nice so he takes her deeper into the woods and she finds she's like one of the first humans to find and gaze upon a beautiful unicorn and in this world unicorns are they're the pigment of light they are just good everything good in the world comes from a unicorn So she's like, I want to get a closer look. And Jack's like, no, you mustn't touch a unicorn. They 
are pure. And she's like, come on, I'm gonna go look at the unicorn. So this girl, despite Jack's warning, goes up to this unicorn, they lock eyes. I assume she's white. Yeah. Of course, it's some dumb white girl. So she goes up to this unicorn, they lock eyes, and then she starts to approach it and touches the unicorn. The unicorn goes crazy. But what she doesn't know is while she's doing that, these imp troll creatures were sent by our antagonist i'll get to him soon to capture and kill this unicorn so while the unicorn was distracted by this girl they were able to like dart a poison into the unicorn in order to like knock it out so that they can take it and kill it um so while everything's going crazy jack is like what the hell you can't touch a unicorn all this stuff and they're kind of going back and forth and she kind of like and it's in a weird it's a weird scene where she's like oh come now you can't be mad at me like you little pick me girl you just touched a unicorn who is supposed to be the embodiment of light you just put your grubby little princess fingers on it don't do that so now this unicorn is down for the count and these imps take a sword and chop off the unicorn's horn, killing it. Heart-wrenching scene. Like, and then the world goes out of balance and snow begins to fall in spring and everything freezes. And even humans freeze during this time um, because currently there's only two unicorns in the world and only now there's only one and the balance is off, and everyone's going crazy. It's a lot. It's a lot. So the unicorn dies, Mm -hmm. and everyone freezes, Mm -hmm. but the princess and Jack, aka Tom Cruise, Mm -hmm. don't. They don't freeze. Don't ask me why. So plot hole. Yes. Plot hole number three. Yeah, they don't freeze. (laughs) Because obviously you need a hero to save the unicorn, and you can't have your hero freeze. So there it is. (laughs) Got it, got it. Boom. Wanted to make sure it's on the following the logic. So uh now they have to try to get this unicorn their horn back, and also the second unicorn and the very last one has now been captured. Now brings us to our antagonist. Um uh the beautiful Tim Curry plays uh Lord Darkness, who is this. I'm pretty sure people have seen him before, but not knowing like where he's from. It's he's this like seven foot tall, like horned demon. Like when you think of a demon and it, he has like goat legs and he's all red and he got these big ass horns on his head and he has this like cape and he's just evil. Like everything about him is just evil but hot but extremely hot very hot so this is this is 14 year old jada watching him on the scene and being like what what is this what am i iconic hello so lord darkness um obviously is the opposite of the unicorns he wants to rule the world but he can't because the unicorns allow the sun to come up and he can't do anything and the sun because that's his weakness so if he kills the unicorns it goes into an endless winter the sun never rises and the world is put into complete darkness which is how he's able to control it i don't understand the plot point that so many movies have 
Mm-hmm. of the sun of the sun right yeah you would think like evolution or like you're telling me if this man knew what an umbrella was he would have been fine he would have been unstoppable if he knew how he to. had these big horns he could have just glued a piece of cardboard to it <laughs> and been good yeah no sunlight's gonna get him but no he needed to kill these things which made the sun come up so that way no sun for no one that just I don't understand the sun thing like vampires do it demons Mm -hmm. do it Mm -hmm. like yeah I I mean I feel like it's the easiest way to like balance out the good and the bad by having the dark and the light the moon and the sun it's just the easiest thing but like we said um umbrellas are a thing so he now has captured one of the unicorns and he is just so evil. And so now Jack and a couple other woodland creatures are have to travel to his kingdom in order to get the unicorn back and get the unicorn horn back. Now, during all of this, our girl Lily, you know, the princess that started all of this, she's like losing her mind. She's like, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I don't know what happened. Because Jack basically said like, goodbye um so they go to darkness's castle and darkness, of course he has a castle obviously he's a king and his castle is literally the embodiment of hell like the first scene you see is someone getting like chopped on a table alive you get like someone else just torture just torture everywhere and, and fire and, and a bunch of like grown dudes walking around in masks hot it's just like whoa pre-covid hot like wow so darkness has this moment where he realizes that he's alone in this kingdom in this kingdom of darkness even the lord of darkness gets lonely so he's like uh he uses the night and they i really like how they did this he speaks to the night itself as if they are a physical person and they are his like mom. Like that's who he thinks of the night because that's where he lives in. So he's like, you know, mom, I'm lonely. What can I do? And then you hear this creepy voice come out and they find Lily. And I don't know how she got to this castle. I don't. Plot hole number four. But she gets to this castle and you see her like frantically like pretty girl running through these halls. Like with, (laughs) oh oh my my God, God. like hands flailing, like her hair is out and it's like wishing back and forth and her dress is torn, but it's like- She's for sure going to trip. Like it looks like at any second she's going to fall. That's how much her body is flailing back and (laughs) forth. And this voice is saying- that's her. That's going to be your queen. Woo her. Seduce her. Do everything. And he's like, say less. So he leads her to this hall and she's like looking around. And then you see first fire appear. So he makes her warm because she just came from the cold. Then you turn around and there's this table filled with jewels. And she opens a chest and this beautiful necklace is revealed to her. And then out of nowhere, this like mannequin thing that has her dress, her new queen dress, starts dancing. And I'm terrified because it's like literally, you've seen her dress. It's like this big old like 
collar collar and it's black and it has a very like low cut b but it's still on the mannequin that wears the dress and it becomes alive and it starts dancing and it like <laughs> i wish you guys could see cole's face because he's trying to keep up with me but it's so bad right now so it's dancing and it kind of like I don't know, like mind controls her. And then she starts like ballroom dancing with the mannequin wearing the dress. And it's this whole like, what am I watching? But also how beautiful <laughs> is this dance scene right now? And then they do a twirl and the dress kind of opens its arms and she falls in hugging it. And then it's a really cool transition. She falls in hugging and then spins around and now she's in the dress. And I'm like, Ooh, that was nice. But still, why was the mannequin here? Why did we need a mannequin? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not I, following, but I'm here. I already bought a ticket, so I have to stay on the ride. I mean, this is it. So here she is. And then this huge mirror is right in front of her. She's looking at herself and she's like, wow, I make some, I make one hot queen of darkness. And then through this mirror, our man, Tim Curry, comes out of the mirror all in his evil getup. It's first his hand with his claws and then his, his hoof and then his horns. And he just appears out of this mirror. And he's like, what's up, wife? And she's like, no, no, I didn't, I didn't agree to this. And he's like, no, you touched the unicorn. No one's supposed to touch a unicorn. That means you're evil. And that means we're married. And she's like, no, I can't be married to you. You're darkness. And so he tries to seduce her. And it's a beautiful scene because I watched that scene and he literally like promised his heart and his soul and his love to her. And I'm like, say less, Lord Darkness. Put a crown on me and call me Queen of Darkness. Absolutely. All of this is happening. And Jack has been fighting monsters. He got thrown in jail. He got his sword broken and then fixed. He's going through the adventure of his life. And his girl, Lily, is flirting with the king of darkness. She doesn't sound like a good like person. She's not, but she's a princess, so she gets a pass. So White people. I know, right? <laughs> So this kind of all leads to the big climax. So spoiler, if you want to go through this crazy dream of a movie, go watch it. But I don't know why you would. I but... mean, I think you should, <laughs> but you don't have to. So here we go. Um, so Lily decides to trick the king and saying that I will be your queen. I will stay here with you under one condition. And Lord of Darkness is like, anything, like say it, name it, it's yours. And she's like, I want to kill the unicorn, the one that he has trapped in his kingdom. And he does this beautiful, the most like sinister, deep, maniacal laugh ever that I love so much. I can't find another villain that does a laugh so good because you know shit's about to go down during that laugh. So Jack is in his castle and he's trying to find a way because he remembered, um, this weird concept of light being able to reflect off of shiny things. 
So he learned about light. Right. And then he's like, oh my gosh, you guys, we can take all these giant plates and put them in the kingdom and set it up directly so the light can penetrate through each place of the hall and then get darkness. And I'm like, that seems like a really big hassle. Yeah. He like sets up like a complex machine to like get the sky. Into light. And also with the the princess. Mm-hmm. Does she genuinely want to kill the unicorn or is this like a part of some like plan that she has? Yeah, this is all a plan. I don't know what her plan was to because she's weak and I don't know how she was going to like trick him and then not kill the unicorn. It kind of ends up working out, but I don't if Jack wasn't there, she would have definitely died. Um, But she was planning to trick him. uh, And during the ceremony that he's about to kill the unicorn, she has this knife in her hand and she the unicorn is restrained right now. And she's able to at the last blow cut the ropes that the unicorn is on. And then Lord Darkness does the biggest backhand I've ever seen a human do. sends this girl flying into the atmosphere and Jack's like no and I'm like I think during this time we all knew she deserved it but honestly it was the most beautiful thing in the world I was gonna say I think his slap was so big and so vigorous because it was the embodiment of all of her karma like yep. coming, it all manifested <laughs> in this, this big glorious demon hand and just whap. It and was a was it. and she was knocked out. And I'm like, that's how you do it. Was the sound effect like a or was it like a thud? It was a thud because she it was went like flying. A yeah. Ooh, she went flying. Good slap, good slap. It was a great one. I it I think the only redeeming quality to this movie so far is that if I was watching it and then I watched her get slapped, I would have been like, yes, King! Right? That would be the only thing. Tim Curry! That would be the only thing. So now, here Jack is. Sorry, sorry. Tim Carey. Curry. Tim Cruise. Okay. (laughs) So now, here's Jack face-to-face with the villain, and he is getting it handed to him. Like, he is not doing good at all. Like, Lord, are we surprised? Absolutely not. Lord Darkness is like becoming a bull and basically like charging at him with his giant horn. There's actually like a scene. He's like running full speed, like arms in the air, horns pointed, and all Jack is like, holy shoot. And I'm like, dang, I've never seen a villain fight like that before. But why have such big horns if you're not going to use them? So, he did. And at the last moment, um, the sun finally like gets high enough to a peak where it can reflect like at this big machine that he made. And then so it, he had the time to make this big machine. He had time to do that. And then set up all the plates. And then set up all the plates. And then the sun hit and then it <laughs> it went perfectly into the room where Lord Darkness was. And it was like a beam. And he goes like flying back. But he ends up holding himself at this like edge, like, oh, you're not gonna get me. The I am darkness. Like it's like it's this big window, and he's like right at the edge of it. So he's kind of holding on. He's but, gonna fall. Yeah. And then here he goes, right at this edge, and Jack doesn't have his weapon. But you know what he does have? The unicorn horn. So he grabs it and stabs Lord Darkness in the stomach with the horn and that sends him flying. And he goes out with a bang, literally. 
and he gets the horn. Um, for some reason, again, Lily is passed out. She cannot wake up and she won't wake up until you give the horn back to the unicorn. Don't know how they're connected. Maybe because she touched him. Don't know. But they're connected and she won't wake up until the unicorn wakes up. So this is like plot hole number like 70. Right. So then he gives the, the horn back, but she doesn't wake up. Turns out that he actually needed to. Don't say it. True love's kiss. I knew it. So she's laying in this field of flowers. She's so beautiful, princess. And she- so somehow when she got bitch slapped, <laughs> she landed like sleeping beauty just on a bed of roses or something. No, no. So they left the castle. He took her off out of the castle, took off her evil dress, put on her princess dress. So it, he saw her naked. Yeah, put on her makeup, put on her like her hair and then laid her in a bed and said, okay, now I'm ready. That's basically like we skipped all of that and then got to her just laying on a bed he of He set the scene. Like how else was she supposed to get to point A to B? Like Tom Cruise himself doesn't get a director's credit, but Jack deserves a producer's credit because he said, guys, I see the cameras. Mm -hmm. I'm going to make her look good for this. And that was it. And he gave her the kiss and she woke up. And then now they live happily ever after. They the last scene is them like running to her castle. I think they're going to get married. I don't know. So that's it. That's, that's legend. And I love this movie so much, not because of Jack and Lily. Lily was stupid from the first scene to the last. Jack makes no sense. Jack was useless. It was all because the king, Tim Curry, made it right. Like literally he made the movie. And Lord Darkness is one of my favorite villains he made me love villains because I honestly, he was so in depth. Like some villains I felt like before I saw him were just like flat. They didn't have anything. They were just bad, but they actually gave him some vulnerable moments. They gave him moments like I'm lonely or moments like I'm weak and I know it and I have to do something to fix it. They gave him powerful moments of him um, talking to his little minions. They gave him moments of, you know, wooing the princess, but not in in like rough handling her and saying, you're going to marry me. It was more like his whole demeanor was um, intimidating. So all he had to do was just talk to her. And there was a moment where she's like, he's like, I'm going to give you my love. And she's like, love. And he pauses for a bit because he doesn't really know if he can do that or not. And it was so beautiful, like literally best villain. And he was still bad. And you know what? When she did a bad thing, he still backhand her because he's evil. Okay. I would have been, <laughs> I would have been his queen in a heartbeat. Say less. I mean, I think we could just leave that there. I don't think we need to point out. <laughs> In a heartbeat. He gave her a dress, jewels, kept her warm, made a feast for her. Get you a man that can cook and buy you things. 
I don't think we need to point out all the flaws in this movie, right? <laughs> no. I um, think they've been established. I think we all know. How many How many plot hole counts are we at? Like six? Yeah, it was like six or seven. Yeah. I think explaining the movie itself explains the bad well enough. Right. You like, don't have to go out of your way. You don't, honestly. But if you wanted to count yourself how many moments you just said what while watching this movie go for it because I have those moments I'm sitting there like huh where did this happen who are you again it's full like 80s movie yes like 100% it is to its T to the heart like if you've Mm -hmm. seen like the labyrinth or Mm -hmm. uh anything you know 80s kind of yeah you already have an idea of what this movie looks like yeah just you know I feel like the labyrinth was definitely better but yes uh this was this was it this was it for me the real one right there don't judge me please (laughs) okay well if you guys have seen legend let us know in the comments Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i want to hear how you feel about darkness is he iconic Mm -hmm. is lily a bitch is jack useless the answer is also yes let us know And then we'll be right back after this break. Okay, everybody, welcome back. Welcome back. So now that we went down that weird road, (laughs) we're going to go to a slightly less weird road, I feel. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the movie that stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. And that was Hellboy. Ooh, Hellboy. I love that one. Very similar to darkness in a lot of ways. Red. Horns. Hooves. Can we talk about the hooves? Can we? Yes. So I have, (laughs) I watched Hellboy when I was a kid on like live TV. Right. And then we had the DVD. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when I would go to my grandma's house, I would watch Hellboy with my brother and then when the second one came out we would watch the second one right lovely movies Mm -hmm. obviously they're not like iconic like action fantasy movies but like they're fine yeah I mean if you're into like the comic era that's Mm -hmm. pretty much where it is yeah but you really don't get to see Hellboy's legs a lot No. no and there's one scene in the first movie mm-hmm. where you see a pan of his body where he doesn't have long pants on mm-hmm. I had no idea he had hooves that was the funniest thing in the world I just assumed he had like regular feet because he always wore like boots and stuff like that mm-hmm. and when you see the scene where you see his hooves it's like really dark at the bottom so they are kind of hard to see yeah and I guess I just never was that deep into the detail of it mm-hmm. or like looking. Yeah. And then when we finally saw it and Jada was like, he has hooves. And I was like, no, he fucking <laughs> no. doesn't. Literally the, the way he was so disrespected when I pointed out hooves, I'm like, I'm sorry, but it's there. And then we had to pause it, zoom in. And he's like, oh my God. Basically, I'm a fake fan. And there were hooves. But he, I mean, it makes sense that 
you wouldn't see them because he does hide them with long pants and boots because he doesn't want to, you know, have people see him walking around with hooves. So despite having horns, despite having horns and being red, hooves were just too much. That was over the line, but it was very funny. Yeah. So when talking about Hellboy, we should start at the beginning. So the Hellboy movies are not the first iteration of Hellboy. Mm -hmm. As we talked about, Hellboy was originally a action fantasy comic series that was created by Dark Horse Mm -hmm. in 1993. And then it was later adapted into the screen representation of Hellboy the movie in 2004. Right. And that was done by Universal Pictures, Mm -hmm. who does a lot of the comic to movie adaptations. So Hellboy follows the three main characters, which are Abe, who is a psychic merman. Yeah. Hellboy, who is the son of a demon. And Liz, who is a human with psychokinesis. She can control. Or sorry pyrokinesis she can control fire she's not very good at controlling it i she can deal with fire (laughs) (laughs) she is fire and they work as members of the bureau of paranormal research the bpr yeah uh that fight to defend the city from paranormal forces and phenomenon so in the film the first one Mm -hmm this is like it's really kitschy and kind of campy but they are fighting against the nazis nazis yes they're fighting against nazi russians which why but that's okay when the movie starts Mm -hmm. you get this whole scene of the russians and their leader who is Rasputin, and he is trying to open a door to the demon world. Mm -hmm. And they manage to stop him, but a young little demon sneaks through and makes it to the world of the living. Cute, baby. And that was Hellboy. Hellboy was then adopted by his father, who is uh, Trevor. Yep. And... Then it does a time skip and Hellboy is a grown adult. He has lots of weird little quirks. He really likes chocolate bars Mm -hmm. and smoking cigars. Mm -hmm. He likes cats. He does not like cats. He loves cats. Yeah, he has like 80 cats cats. in his bedroom. Jeez. And other important characters in this that are the bad guys are Grigori, who is one of the Russian bad guys who wants to rule the world, and that is Rasputin. Mm-hmm. And then we have Carl. Carl is a Russian scientist who ended up becoming superhuman, and his goal is to help to revive Rasputin. Mm-hmm. Then there's Rasputin's love interest, Lisa, uh, who is basically the leader of the mission to resurrect Rasputin. Mm -hmm. So we get introduced to all the characters. Hellboy and Abe have a very interesting, like, friend relationship. The other people 
on the Bureau of Paranormal Research aren't necessarily the biggest fan of Hellboy because he's very reckless and obviously he has to hide his existence. He's a demon. He's a demon. But pretty much everyone knows he exists, but they still try to hide him at this point as well. Liz has left the Bureau because Mm -hmm. she can't control her fire powers very well Mm -hmm. so she's in a special home to help to soothe her she has a lot of trauma Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so we follow the story throughout them fighting the nazis and hellboy's dad unfortunately gets killed he was elderly at the time we do figure out that he had cancer but he gets killed by carl Mm -hmm. carl is an interesting character because he wears a mask and he has a weird little timer on his chest Mm -hmm. and you find out that basically he is immortal And there's times where you see him get stabbed and literally just sand comes out of his body. At one point, he turns off his timer and it kills him, but then he's able to come back to life. And that's how he sneaks into the bureau and kills Hellboy's father. When you finally see him with his mask off, he's all kinds of gross and deformed and he looks like a burn victim, kind of. Mm -hmm. It's it's weird. Hellboy is in love with Liz and is trying to get her back onto the bureau. And eventually that does end up happening. And they go on this long journey to fight the Nazis. Yeah. So they end up reviving Rasputin through really ancient magic, Mm -hmm. which is kind of the core of all of this is like the blending of science and technology with fantasy and magic. Mm -hmm. So there's weird creatures involved in it. And then you get Rasputin doing dark magic, but then they also use like guns and stuff like that. Mm And so finally, they all end up teaming together and are like, okay, we need to fight Rasputin. Here we go. The team is, of course, Abe, Hellboy. Liz, at this point, is back. She's here with her fire to Mm -hmm. help. And they end up going to this ancient civilization kind of area and they're fighting with them. They end up killing Carl first. Dead. And then comes Rasputin. Here we go. Now, Rasputin is smart. And he planned for Hellboy to come there to fight him. That's almost why they killed his father, Ooh. was to anger Hellboy so that he would come to where Rasputin was. Because we find out that Hellboy is supposed to bring great catastrophe to the world. That's like his demon prophecy. Mm -hmm. And so Rasputin is talking to him and he's like, my son, like, let's take over the world and all of this. And yeah, long story short, big fight breaks out. Huge. And they end up killing Rasputin. Here we go. 
And then we get a little time skip and then we move to the second movie. Here we go. In the second movie, we still have all the main characters who survived, but this one is called the Golden Army. Mm -hmm. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Okay. The Golden Army. This one deals with a separate ancient civilization. And what they want to do is collect the three pieces to this crown. Mm -hmm. And when you have all three pieces, you are able to control this huge army of robots, basically. And so it's just a big power move, you know? Like, I got my army. I got a crown. Mm -hmm. So these people, they're gray in color. They all have like long white hair. The main antagonist of the second one is the son of the king. Mm -hmm. And he wields this spear that can like grow on its own and shrink. Very cool. He's a very good fighter. He's very hot. His sister ends up dying because she had one of the pieces. He had a piece of his own. And then his father had a piece. Mm -hmm. So... Hellboy and his army are here trying to fight this guy and stop him. Hellboy almost freaking dies Mm. multiple times. That's kind of his thing in the first and second one. He's very reckless. Yeah, a little bit. We also find out in the second one that Liz, she got a butt in the oven. Oh, Perganonet? Damn. She got a little half demon fire baby. Damn. And I think the reason that her and Hellboy have such a good relationship is even if she accidentally sets on fire, he's fireproof. That's really cute. It's one of those things where it's just like, oh, so your guys' puzzle pieces just fit. Perfectly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And so... They fight this guy. He makes this giant plant demon thing attack the city. And he ends up getting the crown. And he's like, okay, I'm sending my little robots to attack you. Here we go. And they find out where he's at. They go to fight him. We get introduced to a very interesting character. I believe his name is Sebastian. The smoke guy smoke guy yeah i think it's sebastian i believe it's sebastian if it's not please yell at me okay but he is like a fish tank head and a weird scuba suit body <laughs> and he basically is just like smoke yep but a living thing and the suit i think keeps his body together he all the smoke is contained in the suit so he's able to like walk around and do his thing but he will like open parts of the suit and Mm -hmm. some of his smoke will come out and he can go inside of people or inside of things and control them so we get the big fight scene in the second one where it's all the army hellboy is fighting the brother Mm -hmm. Liz is there, but they like made her stay back because she's pregnant, of course. But Hellboy doesn't know yet. Only Abe knows because Abe being someone who is psychic, Mm -hmm. when he put her hand on her belly, he was like, oh, there's life in here. And then that's also Abe was the one who knew that Hellboy's dad had cancer Mm -hmm. because he touched his back and was like, oh, 
you're very sick, sir. Yeah. He's an interesting character too. I think he's really cool, especially giving him that power to like touch something and just know the story of it, mm-hmm. know how it worked, what it was used for, even if it's just a human body. I think that's a really cool gift to have. And when in the first one, after the followers of Rasputin like raided this museum and killed people. Mm -hmm. He was able to touch everything and figure out what happened there. And then he grabbed Hellboy's dad's hand and showed him everything that happened. Oh yeah, that was really cool. Very cool. You get a couple of really good scenes with Liz too, where she just engulfs herself in fire and Mm -hmm. just like burns everything. Yep. Her power is one of the ones where it's definitely a trump card, but the yeah. issue always comes back to the fact that it's so tied to her emotions. Yeah. And I will never forget how mad I was that Liz was working hard. Right. She's like, I don't want to burn people. I don't want accidents to happen anymore. Cause that was her thing is she right. would accidentally catch everything on fire mm-hmm. and like people would end up hurt. And Rasputin, while she's sleeping in her bed in this like mental Mm -hmm. facility type thing. Mm -mm -mm. And he says, okay, girl, it's, and she hasn't had an outburst in a while. She's has it under control. She's doing good. And he kisses her forehead and she just sets the place ablaze. She loses it. And that's when she decides I need to go back because clearly I can't do anything else roasting and toasting everyone uh-huh so the big fight scene in the second one we got all of them fighting do 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 the smoke guy sebastian is there and he used his smoke to take over one of the robots so he's a ro- robot fighting the other robots nice but it seems like they're losing dang they don't know what's happening here mm-hmm. well i misspoke this the sister of the brother is not dead yet oh, okay okay because they are twins oh and with these people when you're twins any pain that happens to one of them happens to the other (gasps) so there's a scene where she something happens where one of them gets a cut on their cheek and then the cut shows up on the other and also starts bleeding oh shoot so if one of them dies, the other one does too. And she's with them and she's watching them fight. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And Hellboy is getting his ass kicked. Handed. That's like one of my favorite things about this movie is that Hellboy ain't that good. Not really. Like he gets his butt handed to him and then he has good moments. Yeah. But for the most part, he's not like super overpowered. No, not crazy, but you know, like you said, he does have moments of you're just like, okay, you did that perfectly. But if he is fighting against someone who is stronger, it's not like he randomly gets the strength. Like he is getting beat up, but he shows up later. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And all of this is going on. The sister is just like, I don't know what to do. I'm watching them fight. And she says, you know what? I know how to end this. And she just stabs herself. Uh, thus killing the brother. And he turns and he sees her sitting there. And they have a weird, like, kind of incesty, like, bond. Incesty, Westy. A li- like, it's not, like, said, mm-hmm. but it's almost implied, kind of, mm-hmm. that, like, there's a weird, like, 
thing they have with each other Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah and so then he dies they throw the crown I believe into lava or something so that no one can use it again and then Hellboy finds out Liz is pregnant and they go that was the last movie so that we never see the babies or anything like that so it just ends I imagine they look fucked up yeah I don't know how great of a mix that is and I like highly paraphrased both the movies Mm -hmm. because I want you guys to see it and enjoy it Mm -hmm. I gave obviously some spoilers of the ending because that's what's important but Mm -hmm. there's a lot of little scenes throughout this it's a good mix of action mm-hmm. and then it gives you a lot of story and a lot of touching moments yeah definitely and it's definitely very complex some things aren't really talked about like kind of about the different creatures and stuff they're just kind of like thrown in there like they're just like and there's these things and there's like a yeah. whole district of the weird paranormal monsters and all of that which came out of nowhere but again I this movie was made from a comic so I think if you even wanted to learn if you want to go a step further and learn more about that then definitely go read the comics because I think they would be pretty cool I don't know how prominent Hellboy is right now but he did have some cool stories just fighting these demon monsters yeah and it's good because we've both seen Hellboy Mm -hmm. so we both have opinions about it I would by no means say this is my favorite movie by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) I want that made abundantly clear we heard it we heard it I I'm like a Harry Potter fan like Mm -hmm. if I had to pick one it's got to be Harry Potter Mm -hmm. like come on but I remember watching Hellboy as a kid and being like oh my god like these are so like interesting characters and there were so many different types of them that I was like imagine if like a fantasy world like this existed that's so cool and so it was very intriguing to a young mind Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely not I guess as good of a watch as an adult but because it has nostalgia for me yeah it it holds that candle yeah it's still it's still pretty prominent depending on where you at in the sphere of nerdiness but you know I think it's something you should watch at least once because the Hellboy community isn't that big I don't think but you know we still got some fans out there that really love him yeah and it also has a lot of comedy in it. Like Hellboy is a very funny character. He's mm-hmm. very like dry and stubborn and there's lots of jokes made. So it has a little something for everyone. It has yeah. some action, some fantasy in it. A lot of fantasy. Yeah, all fancy. And then like comedy and then some romance. You get lots of touching scenes of like Hellboy just being gobsmacked with Liz and just mm-hmm. being like, I want her. She is mine. My favorite scene is at the very end where they decide to be with each other and he's holding her and, you know, they ended up giving that that big kiss at the end, but she ends up engulfing both of them in her fire. And it's such like a, wow, look at that, because 
again, like he fits her perfectly because he can take her flames. She doesn't have to hold back with him. She doesn't have to restrain herself. He can, she can be herself with him. And that's really what he wanted at the very beginning. That's why he didn't want her to leave because he felt like she was just being herself. She just didn't know how to control it, which was understandable. But even at the end, he's like, I don't care. We can still be together. I'm fireproof. Go for it. And it was very like the bureau and with us is where you belong. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because she looks and basically is human. Yeah. Other than the pyrokinesis that she has. Yeah. So I guess in some ways, like she's like the middle ground of she can pass in her everyday life, unlike Hellboy and Abe. Yeah. But still isn't fully human. Yeah, because she could be with another human and have a relationship, but then there's parts of that human partner that wouldn't understand her if she gets mad and then sets their couch on fire. But then there's part of having a non-human partner where they also won't fully understand being human. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like a double-edged sword. So she really like lucked out with getting Hellboy, who was basically raised by a human, Mm -hmm. understands and likes humans. He's Mm -hmm. very fascinated with them, Mm -hmm. but isn't human himself. Yeah, I think she got, yeah, she got really lucky with him and... They make a pretty cute couple. That was it. That is the end of our first. Wow. So now we said it once, we'll say it again. Now we don't have a plan. We just really nearly can't even tell you what we're going to think the next episode is. You just got to come and find out. Yeah, we you don't get a preview. We're not telling you. We will say we have a couple of bonus episodes in the backlog Mm -hmm. where we are sitting down with some people in our lives and talking with them about anime, giving our opinions about certain controversial topics in the anime community. Mm -hmm. So we will have my cousin and one of Jada's sisters sitting with us. Yep. Your only sister. Yeah. (laughs) Jada's sister sitting with us. So be on the lookout for those if you see them. Uh, they probably won't come out for a while, but we have them. We have them there, there but just look forward to our next episode. I think it's going to be really fun. And I imagine for our next episode, we're going to be deep diving more into specifically one thing. So yeah. it won't be a back and forth and both of us giving one side of things it'll Mm -hmm. be both of us talking about the same thing yep pretty much so be on the lookout for that yep and so jada do you feel nerdy very much so i feel okay yeah well you're lame so (laughs) (laughs) bye